Um, hi, I'm Joe Case, and I'm going to tell you a story about um, ooh, the journey of self-love. I'm a crier. It's going to happen, and I'm going to take at least half of you with me. <laughs> so get ready. Um, so I'm gonna t- I have a couple little segments that I'm trying to keep in mind, and then I'm just going to see how they connect to each other. Um, first, I'd like to recognize my privilege. I am a cisgendered white woman. I am able-bodied. I haven't received... I have... Um, you know, a little financial privilege, but, like, I just want to recognize that um, in this journey, in this body, I haven't had, um, I've othered myself quite a bit, and I've lived in a female body that I identify with, um, and I get to deal with how society deals with that, but a, a lot of my discomfort, which is what I went to initially when asked to talk on this topic, are things that I experienced because of choices I've made, personally, and I wanted to check that shit at the door. Um... Yes. When I was first asked to talk on this topic, my brain went initially to all the things I've decided I don't want to talk about tonight. I don't want to talk about men yelling at me in the street constantly. Whether you're saying nice tats or nice ass, it sounds the same when he can't even see me. I don't want to talk about people trying to move my clothing so that they can see parts of me that aren't theirs to see without asking permission and then getting upset with me for not wanting to show them my body because why would I leave the house looking that way if I didn't want people to talk to me about it? (sighs) Um, I'm not going to talk about... Sorry, Mom. How my mother would look over my shoulder for years and wouldn't look me in the face. But she couldn't look at me. She looks at me now. And she's here. I love you. Thank you. And I'm glad we're not there anymore. I don't really want to talk about all the boyfriend's parents I've never met because they were worried that their parents would judge me based on how I look and all this stuff, which meant they judged me based on how I looked. I don't want to talk about how I've been commodified and assumed that I'm into certain things just because of my appearance. I actually don't really want to talk about my appearance at all because this is just the vessel that the spirit lives inside of. This is the vehicle, my car, my meat sack, as I lovingly refer to it, (laughs) that carries my soul, my heart, and my brain around so that I can share this experience of life with you here on this plane. What I do want to talk about is the revolution of self-love. I do want to talk about being able to do what we need to do to walk through fear, to be who we truly are in these bodies on this plane. Uh, I perform a service to help people walk through fear. uh, The fear of pain is something that I come in contact with often. And the journey through that on the other side is always courage. And so I get to work with a variety of different people. I have my fingers up strangers' noses like all day long. (laughs) And the great equalizer for every human body is that we have boogers. (laughs) And it's my favorite no matter how fancy you are, we all get those big stringy ones that come all the way out the back. <laughs> and I love those the best. <laughs> um, when I was little, I was in ballet for a very long time. I still have the turnout. I can still do some moves. Um, 
while I was in ballet as a little girl, I watched a, um, another little girl get permanently injured by one of our instructors because her turnout wasn't correct. And I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't want my body to get hurt to be perfect in a way that didn't serve me. Um, I want to send a shout out to all my freaks and weirdos and geeks out here, all my others, my outsiders, and all the people that feel like they never belonged. Because you're home and here you are. <laughs> you belong. I'm trying to figure out what to say next because I don't know. <laughs> but, um, you know, for me, the journey... The journey inside my body um, started with my first yoga class when I was a young person. Being able to get in touch with being inside of this vessel has always been kind of challenging um, in many ways that are familiar to everyone in this space and in some ways that might be only familiar to about half of you. Um, but I felt in that beginning in that teaching of yoga, getting in touch with the breath and actually being able to feel inside of myself um, for the first time and to be able to cultivate a quiet and a sense of ownership in this vessel for the first time. That quiet didn't last, and then I found drugs and alcohol. Uh, and that storm didn't last, so then I ended up having to get sober. And that noise was still there, so I had to learn how to become in this body again. For me, you can see my journey. It's on me. I don't feel any need to explain it, but I will... Um, discuss some of the motivation and some of the agency and ownership that I've gotten to experience as a result of getting to be exactly who I am everywhere that I go. Um, I've gotten to watch myself heal visibly. I've gotten to learn how to take care of myself physically. I've gotten to see the evolution of myself and becoming the person that I want to be, not the person that I was an hour or two beforehand. I got to see the growth and change. And I also got to see, make conscious decisions to know that I was alienating myself to be who I truly am. I used to have really long dreadlocks for a very long time. Many of you know this. I had really long pink dreadlocks for a very long time. And after the election, I cut them all off. I realized that if we're going to make it here, we're going to need to fight. And I took that seriously. I cut off my hair. I also recognized the appropriation from a culture that wasn't mine, and it was unfair for me to have that without respecting it. Because as I know better, as I learn better, I get to do better. And segue. So I accidentally quit smoking by accident um, about five years ago. <laughs> And um, it was not, I didn't, I didn't mean to, it really just kind of happened. One day I bleached my bathroom, I couldn't taste things, and the cigarettes were horrible, and I was like, oh, today? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I smoked for 17-something years. I loved smoking, it was great. But what I didn't realize is that um, any sort of act to harm this body that I'm in is an act of self-loathing. And by default, or that's not the right word, and the converse, the act of not doing that was an act of self-love. From that journey on, I needed to do something because the noise was still there. I smoked for a reason. I smoked about things. I smoked about a lot of feelings that weren't gone just because the time had passed by years, decades. Those feelings were all still in here, and I needed to find a way out. 
It was a very emotional experience, and it learned it, it became an opportunity for me to learn how to be inside of this body and um, see what this thing can do. It was the journey of me turning into a jock, basically. At this point in my life, I spend um, about the same amount of time at work as I do in the gym. I do multiple different types of things, but the journey started by needing to find some fucking quiet, and so I'd go walk in the woods in Forest Park. And I'd walk the trails because it was the only place that, like, it wasn't fucking loud and gross and dirty and smelled bad. And my brand new quit smoking brain. And one day I was walking on the trails and I was like, and I swore, I pinky swore with a friend of mine that if we ever quit smoking, we didn't have to start running. I swear, this happened. Kim will vouch for it. And one day I was like, what if he just started running? Like an animal, like in the woods, like a warrior, and communing with the earth. Um, and I was like, fuck. Um, so I took the money that I set aside that I used to spend on cigarettes, which I still do, um, and I bought my first pair of running shoes. And I started running on the trails the day after Thanksgiving one year. And um, I did that for a while. And then that led to my friend having a yoga class at a CrossFit gym. And I went to that yoga class at that CrossFit gym. And I was like, holy shit, these guys are pretty cool. They're like tattooed punk weirdos. And I was like, I want to be able to flip a fucking tire. (laughs) I want to do that. And so I started doing CrossFit and powerlifting. And um, in that journey, I got to see that, like, I am fucking strong. Like, we are fucking strong. These bodies can do some things. And um, the numbers that started to become more important to me, I only want to scale to, like, do macro, whatever, like, food stuff. And then I got rid of it because I was like, that's shit. I don't care about it. The numbers I care about now are my PRs. The numbers I care about now are um, being able to deadlift almost 300 pounds. Right? You know? Like, how many reps I can get in a thing. You know, how much I can fucking squat. Back up. Um, from that led to like the election happening and realizing that like I want to know how to fucking fight you know because I might need to and I want to be able to put my body in the way of people's bodies who can be hurt much easier than mine people with less privilege people with more oppression I want to be able to protect them not just emotionally but physically I want to be in the way of their harm so I started taking a self-defense class at a local jujitsu gym And I kept going, and I kept going. I would get my girls to come, I would get my partner to come. I kept going, I kept going. And then I would see these people doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which looks a whole lot like wrestling, um, like cuddling in a way where you're trying to kill each other. (laughs) And I was like, I want to try that. Um, And so I started coming regularly to um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu classes. And I started having panic attacks about once a week because getting choked is really fucking terrifying and it's hard for the body to know that you're not dying. And I got to work through all that traumatic stuff on the mat with these loving people. And now it's fun. I got to get through it. But it was hard. <laughs> In the beginning, it was hard. Um, in all of these journeys and all of these activities, I get to have ownership and agency in this body that I live inside of. I get to make it more mine. I get to see what it can do as a vehicle that carries this soul, this spirit, this heart, my instincts around in it. I get to learn to trust it, to know how to take care of me and others in my life. And once again, I'm grateful to have an able body that is capable of all these things. I'm not sure what else I need to say now, so I think I'm going to stop talking, but thank you for witnessing this. (laughs) 